Infendo.com is the place to go if you want to get everything that we are doing. Head to our Patreon, go to our Discord, even Steve's Discord lives there. Go to Infendo.com today. If you like cartoony Italian plumbers, you're in the right place. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody. Are you happy that we're here? We're happy that we're here. It is time for Infendo Radio. This is episode number 555. I have all of my hosts with me tonight, sort of. How are you doing tonight, Lucas? I'm doing just dandy, Eugene. Um, Right before we started shooting the show, my overhead light blew out in the closet where I record (laughs) Infendo Radio. So um, I'm using the amazing power of technology to light up my room using my cell phone. So this will be fun for all you live viewers out there on Twitch. You get to enjoy (laughs) the show. That is an amazing use of technology. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you, Lucas, while you're at it? Absolutely. You can find me at my website, which is chromatichue.com, and you can find me at my YouTube channel, which is Lucas Peace. Just type in my name at Lucas with a K, peace, like, you know, peace out, homie, and um, <laughs> click on my face. It's got a big blue mustache and beard. Um, I will also say, I think it's appropriate to say this right now, that I'm going to be taking a very short hiatus from Infendo Radio for just a month while I do some video game design related stuff. So you might not see me on here through the month of August, but I will be back. I am not leaving the show. There is not some kind of secret internal drama between me <laughs> hey, and Steve where we're both at, dating the same girl and we didn't realize it until three weeks ago. At least I'm you were nice to get enough off to the give, show. At least you were nice enough to give the listeners a head up as to why you were leaving. I just bounced. Ah, that's what we do. But I will return. So for the most part, enjoy the show without me. Those of you who absolutely hate me, Enjoy the show, because it's going to be a good four weeks. Those of you that enjoy what I have to say on the show, I will be back. Fair. Well, all right. Lucas has been introduced thoroughly. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'm over 2020. 2020 is a joke. Let's just be done with 2020. I got I got, I got in a my... car accident this weekend. I'm okay. Angry. So, yeah. That happened, yeah. Um... So my friend sent me a tweet today that was like, um, December 31st, 11.59 p.m. 2020. And then it turns over and it's December 31st, uh, 2020, 12, 12 hours and uh, 60 minutes. It just, <laughs> it just keeps going. 2020 doesn't end. And, yeah. That's great. Oh, this year has been horrible. <laughs> well, um, <sighs> Steve, one thing that's not horrible, I know, is your Discord. So tell the people where they can find that and wow, you. Wow, nice. smooth. You can find my Discord at infendo.com by clicking on the community page. You can also find the Infendo Discord right there, which is almost as fun as mine, but I like mine better. Sorry, Eugene. Um, you can also find me at Gentus1 on Twitter, J-E-N-T-A-S, and then the number one. And... Another fun thing to plug right here, Hyper Voice is back. Um, our episode launched two days ago as of the recording of this, so give it a listen. Do that. It's, it's much more interesting than what you're listening to right now. Exactly. <laughs> we never talk about anything Pokemon-related here. And, so. 
And I'm Justin, and I'm clearly here, and I'd just like to tell you how important it is that you visit my website that I can't remember the URL Utiladork.com. for. Utiladork.com. I am also, the plug master. Let me do the plugs. Lucas is, like, the best co-host I've ever met, and really, go <laughs> check out his stuff. It's way more interesting than mine. We... We have um, the best co-hosts. We also have the best patrons. Um, Steve, it is the last uh, episode of the month, so I think we would be doing our patrons a disservice if we didn't, uh, you know, give them a shout-out today. I am so glad that you had the decency to let me know that it was the last show of the month, because I was completely prepared, as I always am. We would (laughs) like to thank all of our producers... Let me just make this window a little bit bigger so I can see all of their names because some of you guys have gotten longer names. Speaking like somebody who was entirely prepared. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Thank you to everybody for continuing to contribute. I know this year has really been a hard one for everybody, yet you guys are still continuing to give us your money. And as someone who doesn't have a lot of money right now, that really does mean a lot to us. So I do want to thank each of you. Um, Apollo Lemon, Mustard uh, Giant Cow, Jonathan Lewis, um, Daniel Gaskin. I was just making sure that we're still unpaid. Let me just double check. Yes. Okay, I'm going to start this over. Apollo Lemon, <laughs> Mustard Giant Cow, Jonathan Lewis, Daniel Gaskin, Shine Down, or Shine 3D0WM, Michael Larson. It. Yeah, exactly. Schnazzy One, Sky Pharaoh, Colton Malik, Minus 64. Slacker Monkey. Colton, I'm sorry I messed your name up again. I do it every time. Pretty sure it's Malish, but I could be wrong too. Um, Andrew Searson and the Bryanosaurus. And a special shout out to those last four. Minus 64 and Slacker Monkey are our two producers. And um, DJ and the Bryanosaurus are our two executive producers giving more than $20 a month. So thank you all. You're amazing. We love you. Excellent. Okay, well, with that, we're going to take our first break. We will be back on the other side with Change the System. See you there. $5 a month is Infendo Radio's all-access Patreon tier. If you want a bunch of extra goodies and cool week-to-week bonuses, that's the tier you want to hit up. Go to patreon.com slash infendoradio and join at the $5 level. All right, we are back. It is time to change the system. Um, I think we're going to start with some news, though, because there was a bunch of leaky, leaky, leakies. So The mega leak! <laughs> so, Lucas, why don't you kind of... Uh, I, I, I know you posted the, the news um, earlier this week in the Discord, so why don't you take it away from here? The mega leak! Okay, so, um, yeah, Nintendo got straight leaked. Um, and they're mad about it. <laughs> so a bunch of stuff came out um, from very old Nintendo things. And like, like, there's just all this stuff that got revealed about like how they build games and some of their oldest like betas and prototypes and things that weren't supposed to be revealed. And Nintendo has become, or has always been, I guess, this company that is so private about that stuff. So they are not happy about any of this. We got so many details on stuff that was like almost a thing that I really want to go through tonight. Um, and there's a lot of it, so bear with me while I while I kind of go through this thing. Um, we had a tool that 
that one of the creators built who was working on Star Fox 2 that would like let you type out messages and stuff that would that would then be seen in the game by like the different characters. Um, we had sprites for Luigi. There was actually a Luigi sprite in Super Mario World for some reason that didn't end up making it. I have no idea why. Maybe like a memory issue because, as you know, Super Luigi Mario sixty four like though I think. Well, also yeah. Mario World. There's oh, a, I, I didn't, didn't hear about that. that one. Yeah, there's yeah. an unused character graphic for wow. Luigi. Wow. Okay, Super now Mario I'm interested World. in that one. Yeah. Yeah, so especially that's a, since like they had Luigi sprites in the other right. like, re-releases of it. So mm-hmm. I wonder. Huh. Yeah, so that's I have to a look thing. for that. There was a Grandpa Yoshi, a bunch of weird Yoshi tools. Like Eugene said, there was a Luigi from Super Mario 64, weird dancing bugs. They had the playrooms and like early demos of Mario 64. They had Link's original blocky model that looks like something out of the original Star Fox game as like a test model. Um, wow. The very first room from Ocarina of Time, which was... Um, I saw that one. That was cool. Back when they thought they were going to make Ocarina of Time like um, Super Mario 64, yeah. right? And have like different rooms that you would go into that would have different worlds and stuff. Which Apparently is funny, there was, which yeah. is funny because um, I remember reading speculation that Ganon's Tower was basically what became of that. So it's interesting mm. to find that they actually had something original. Yeah. Um, there was a character sheet for, you remember, help, help me describe what the BS thing was. That was like an add-on for the Nintendo 2? Or... The BS uh, games were for the Satellaview. Satellite, yeah. Yeah, it was basically a satellite internet add-on for the Super Famicom, never, mm-hmm. never left Japan. And basically what it would do is it they would broadcast over satellite signals games that would be downloaded onto a onto a RAM that, you know, once you shut the system off would, would clear. So basically there were scheduled times when you played these certain games and a lot of them were either remakes or expansions on pre-existing games like the BS Zelda, which was basically a Super Nintendo uh, remake of the original Legend of Zelda. Thank, thank you for your contribution, Everly. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what the BS games are. Well, guess what? We got <laughs> sprites that were presumably for a remake of Zelda 2, BS Zelda 2 for the Satellaview. So I that's missed that too. Yeah, we <laughs> also have sprites. We also have sprites from like NES style sprites that look like they may have been for a Zelda 3 that never came I, out. I, so those look cool. The, that link looked weird, right? He had yeah. like, a, I don't know, like weird hair on the side coming out. And all that beta stuff from the Legend of Zelda stuff, the the 64 one and those ones, they were using like blood and rust. So there were a lot of things that apparently kind of got censored between development and release. Oh my There's God. Also, Sorry, yeah. speaking of rust, one of my favorite things to come out were the high res renders of the sprites from Ocarina of Time where you can see that they actually had wood grain on was, the Deku oh, yeah. shield. I was and... just gonna I was just gonna mention that. All of that stuff was in like the guidebook that I had as a kid. But yeah, oh, there was okay. a lot of high res um, art for like the manuals and stuff that, that looks really good. So hmm. now we have access to all of those. Um, we also heard about a Pokemon game that was supposed to launch alongside Pokemon Yellow yes. called Pokemon Pink. That was that <laughs> yeah. was supposed to Ouch. presumably probably feature Clefairy. Clefairy was kind of so, an original idea for like the partner Pokemon. Yeah, they were saying they Clefairy. It could have also been Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff. Mew, uh, Slowpoke. Yeah. 
or Lickitung. They I'll said bet that you they thought about to doing Porygon, but Porygon was the seizure thing, so they wouldn't have used him. I'll mm-hmm. bet you 100 to 1 it was Clefairy, because <clears throat> Clefairy, way back in the day, I remember reading, they were thinking of having Clefairy be the partner Pokemon, then they did a bunch of focus testing, and kids were like, Pikachu's so well, cute! And, so. and there was a manga, evidently, about Clefairy, too. Yep. Which yeah. is the other reason they were kind of leaning towards that. Yeah, they were really pushing Clefairy as one of the uh, Pokemon. So yeah, originally, the additional games were supposed to be do two games. They weren't just supposed to, it wasn't supposed to be yellow. It was supposed to be yellow and pink, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then I, you guys may remember the last little bit of this thing. They had, um, a, a while back, they had leaked a bunch of early Pokemon Gold and Silver stuff, right? So we got mm-hmm. all of those, like, beta sprites. We just got beta sprites for Gen 4, which is Diamond and Pearl. And oh my god, there is some weird stuff in there. Um, God, I, I wish I could find all of the sprites I was looking at. Arceus had all these weird designs. There was weird is stuff that for what Carnivon. that was that I saw online? That weird dog thing and the blob. Oh, yeah, those were different versions sense. of Arceus. There was um, Garchomp had a totally different design. He was all, like, yellow and everything. A lot of the starters had different designs. Some of the sprite work was really bad. And some of it was better. Obama Snow looked better before they changed him. Like, he looked real cool. So that was a whole thing. And I said that was the end of it, but we also got news <laughs> that in 2004, they were working on a Pokemon MMO, and they never made it. And that bothers me so much, because that would have been amazing. But, but yeah, wow, in 2004, that other, that's crazy. We're getting that's... that Pokemon MMO knockoff later this year, remember? We'll be fine. So back in 2004, there was this dev company called IQ that was working on an MMO game with Pokemon. And yeah, it would have been apparently a PC game that would have used a Game Boy Advance as a controller and would have had both online and offline modes. It would have been a Gen 3 game, so it would have, I would have been all about that. Leaf Green. So yeah, that's a whole thing, but just so much stuff. And of course, Nintendo was taking this with their usual grace and civility, you know. (laughs) That's fantastic. But I I thought this was really cool. There was a lot of cool stuff, man. Props to uh, my friend Corey for sending all of these articles to me and making this super easy to talk about. I had no idea this had even happened until he passed it along. There was one more interesting thing that I had seen in the Pokemon Pink game. They They were evidently one of the things that they were allegedly trying to do was have Pokemon Yellow be for boys and Pokemon Pink be for girls. Yeah, and well, that makes sense. And there was also supposed to be an unused um, female trainer sprite for that you could also select between cool. for those two. Oh, right. Which probably oh. then evolved into the crystal stuff. Uh-huh. So. That actually reminds me tangentially sort of of uh, that Star Fox 2 leak where there was that black lady that was one of the leaked yeah. character sprites. I oh, would have yeah. been so cool with that. Like, like heck yeah. yeah, give me that human character in my Star Fox. Well, I'm um, telling you, if, if you're like a game designer and you worry about your sprites or something, go look at the Gen 4 sprite leaks and you will feel so much better about yeah. your ability to create. <laughs> the ones I've seen online, which I did not understand until tonight, yeah. are awful. They mm-hmm. look like a four-year-old drew them. And they were, and they were like placeholders, you know? So they weren't yeah. intended to be like final versions. But still, they it'll make you feel bad. a lot better about what you can do. So, you know. <laughs> sure. Cool. Well, uh, that's uh, Leaky Leakville's in the news. Did we have any other uh, news to take care of before we move on to the next? Nope. I'm good. Cool. Well, I guess it's time to talk about them games that we've been playing. So um, I guess let's toss it off to you, Justin. What have you been playing in the last week? 
Um, well, uh, I wish I had my switch on me because I can't remember. Oh, I remember now. So I uh, saw a new game on the Switch eShop, and I went ahead and splurged on it. Which yeah, I'm not. I'm not usually an impulse buyer, as many of you know. I have about five thousand gold coins in my account because I can't bring myself to spend anything on anything unless it's, you know, something I know for sure I want. But I saw a game pop up on the eShop called Dominate, and I watched the the trailer for it and said, this is the thing that I want. Um, basically, um, if any of y'all have been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that one of my favorite games on the NES was Spot, or 7-Up Spot, which was a puzzle game game, well, kind of a puzzle slash board game that um, was basically branded for, you know, the 7-Up Spot character that was popular in the 90s. Um, very different from Cool Spot, which was a platformer. Um, this was a game based on a PC game called Infection. Um, and how it works is you start in opposite corners. It's kind of like Othello, except you start in opposite corners and if your piece touches the opponent's piece, all the ones that it is in direct contact with change to your color. And so basically what Dominate on the Switch is, is it's almost an exact port of that game. And so I went ahead and bought it and I'm loving it. And I realized that this is basically a mobile game. And I looked at my iPhone and found out I could get it for free. So I paid 10 bucks <laughs> for this game on the Switch that I could have just downloaded onto my phone for free. But what the heck, I love this game. The only difference between this game and <coughs> uh, Spot is there's like one direction you can't move in that you could in spot where like you can move if you move one space over you keep the original um piece plus you gain another one if you move two spaces over you lose the original space um so there's a strategy to how you move but in spot you could move in kind of an l shape like a like a knight in chess in but you can't do that in dominate so um you know, I still want to, like, do certain moves that aren't allowed. Oh, Jimmy Crap Corn, and I don't care. Oh, that's <laughs> probably not a good song. To okay, sing. I just am I back? Realized one yes. of the lyrics in that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um. We lost you. Yeah, I'm just trying to it's think fine. where I was. Luckily, my recording was still going. Um, oh, the other game that I have been playing a lot of for some reason is I got back into Luigi's Mansion 3 and have been kind of working oh. my way through that a little bit. Yeah, Thinking I played of buying it for... that and playing that during the Halloween holiday <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah, I've been, you know, I played it for a few hours when I first bought it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is good. This is good Luigi's Mansion. And then stop playing it. I don't know whether something else came out or what, but um, so I'm trying to put some more time into that just because I've played a lot of a hundred other things. But 
Uh, it's crazy well, that that game is almost a year old because that game came out on Halloween last year, right? It's like right, wow. yeah, we're getting. Was it just? Yeah, it was one year ago. I was thinking it was two years ago. Jeez. Yeah, no, I mean not quite a year ago, but we're getting there. But like eight or nine months it's been. But. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh. And I'm sure there's another game that I've been playing, but I can't think of it because I have this terrible dog who is just destroying everything around me and making all sorts of noise and distracting me. And unfortunately, my Switch is upstairs, so I can't actually look up my most recently played games. But um, those are the two that I've been playing the most of, um, plus uh, a little bit of uh, WWF No Mercy for, you know, craps and giggles. <laughs> Fair. Pikas cool. and giggles. Well, all right. Then that sounds good. I think that it's time to toss it over to somebody else then who has also been playing games. Um, Lucas, Steve, who wants them to go next? I can go. I don't have too much to talk about. All right. Well, I can't say that I have that much to talk about either, but you better believe I'll talk about it. Um, (laughs) I have been continuing my Pokemon pinball journey um, throughout, you know, any, any, let's put it as any time where I need to play a game, but I can't play a real game and I just have to be on my phone. Those are the times when Pokemon pinball comes out. And um, it's a good game, guys. I highly recommend you download a Game Boy emulator and you put Pokemon Pinball on that phone of yours. You got 150 Pokemon to collect. It's a whole big thing. I'm going really? through it. Yeah, I can bust you. out and just get the real thing. Honestly, I, you you've been really making that, me want but, to. But then you could have it on a phone, which for me is always <laughs> in my pocket. So that's but, the thing. But man, it's, Lucas, there's no Mew. I don't think there's a Mew. I think there's only 150. There could be yeah, a Mew. I've never I finished the that's, game. That's BS. I want Mew. I kind of, I don't know. I'm going to look it up while you keep talking about the games you. you've been playing. All right. Um, but, yeah, so that's the whole thing. Um, I've made it to the rarer areas twice now. I finished the – I play mostly the blue field because it's super easy compared to the I like the blue field, field too. Bluefield's a good field. Bluefield's where the good boys go. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so I've gotten to Safari Zone a couple of times. I've caught a couple of rare Pokemon. Nothing, like, mind-boggling. But, you know, I've, I've found some good things. So I'm hype. I'm hyped to fill up my decks for once and actually finish this game. I've never done that. Probably take years of my life. Speaking of games that will take years of my life to finish, Crash Bandicoot. Um, Before you move on to Crash, let me years. tell you You're about Mew. I, I have to tell you about Mew because you're going to want to do this. You need to defeat all the bonus stages on the table that you're on twice and then make it to the Indigo Plateau area, and then you can catch yourself a Mew. That's going to be hard, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah, um, speaking so- of hard things that you're going to do, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> so um, I have now uh, max percented Crash Bandicoot 2 and Crash Bandicoot 3. I've done every gem, I've done every secret, every little hidden nook and cranny. I've cleared every time trial with a gold rating or platinum rating. You only need to get a gold for it to count toward the percentage. Platinum is like, wow, you're real good at this. Um, I am missing three time trials, all of them in Crash Bandicoot 1. They are hard time trials. Yeah, one is a bridge every level. Last one of those levels. One is a bridge <laughs> level where you're hopping on turtles and have to pinpoint it just right to make it. Wait, wait, it. wait. Which one is it? Is it the first bridge level or the, the second, second bridge level? Bridge level. See, that one's not as hard as the first one in you the main say game. Say that, and you're wrong. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, not to mention, I've done it multiple times, but I cannot get my time down low enough to get a gold on it. 
Um, I've also got the lab level, which is probably the easiest of three. Um, it just kind of requires pinpoint accuracy, remembering where you're going, a few little tricks to break certain crates ahead of time by knocking enemies into them, that kind of stuff. But that mm -hmm. one is probably the one I will get next. The last one is the only time trial I have not even attempted yet, which is the secret bonus stage, Stormy Ascent, that they added to the game as like a, a bonus thing from the original cut content. Um... That level's like four and a half minutes of hell, and I have to do a time trial without dying once, so I'm scared for myself. But Gross. I want to say I've fully finished these games, you know? So this is a challenge that I'm setting to myself. I will complete it someday in the far-off future. Um, so I play that every now and then when I've got nothing else to do. And really, that's kind of it. I did shiny breed for a Meryl, um, a shiny Meryl, over the weekend. So now I have a little green Meryl following me around. For those it's of you who adorable. don't know, Meryl is the worst Pokemon to use in battles. No stats, but absolutely adorable. So mm -hmm. I don't mind having one. And it's just going to follow me and it screw would, with screw with would, team, Steve's team when it soaks his Pokemon and turns them into water types. Dude, you know. it would, it's, it's a good little disruptor Pokemon. Yeah. And it would go wonderfully on my team of green Pokemon. And no one's going to be expecting it because it's that bad. So uh -huh. it's perfect. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. And really, that's about it. I played some Animal Crossing with a friend over the weekend. I have, like, my one quarantine buddy who's, like, the one person that I see in real life during this stuff. It's, like, once every, like, month, month and a half or so, we get together for a day. We go out. We get um, food that we don't eat in the restaurant because we're responsible. We do the carry-out thing. Then we go home and wash our hands and eat carry-out and play video games for a few hours. So that's like my one bending the rule, watch me get the virus moment. Um, so yeah, we played Animal Crossing together, and that was magical. There was a bug off this Saturday, and I participated in it and got a golden trophy, I think. I haven't logged in yet to receive it. Um, but yeah, that exists. And really, that's kind of it. I haven't been playing a ton of games lately. As I said, I'm kind of getting prepped for a long month of hopefully just firing out my game. So it's probably not a good idea to get that involved in any one game right now because I really want to focus my time and energy. So sure, that's it. So speaking of Animal Crossing and a game I haven't played in a long time, I actually Animal got Crossing. a fun phone call the other day. Oh, I yeah. had a coworker of mine who I had no idea even had a Switch, let alone liked Animal Crossing. She calls me out of the blue, and she's like, Hey, Steve, do you play Animal Crossing? Yeah. Do you have peaches or pears on your island? I'm like, I have both. I had no idea that you played. So now <laughs> I need to fire up Animal Crossing and clean up my island, because I haven't played it in two months, and it's probably overgrown. And all my villagers have moved away, so I'm going to have to start over, I'm sure. It's fine. No biggie. But yeah, so I have a new person that I can play Animal Crossing with that I had no idea. That was kind of cool. That's not a bad thing um, at all. Cadence of Hyrule. I was playing as the shopkeeper last week when we were talking about it. And I have finished the shopkeeper's storyline. Well, let me rephrase. I have finished the shopkeeper's storyline, quote-unquote, because it literally uses the exact same cutscenes as the main game, and there is no bonus whatsoever for finishing that quest. Because it's basically an extra mode. So, but I did finish it, and I'm pissed off because there's three heart containers I cannot find anywhere on the map. So, yay. Um, and then I've gotten back into Pokemon. Um, before we recorded Hyper Voice last week, I made sure to complete the Pokemon DLC. I got my Cub Fu. I evolved him into... Which one did I get, Lucas? The single strike? 
Uh, yeah. What, whatever yeah, the dark type strike. one is. I think it's single strike. Um, and I did some experiments that I would like to report on. So, you can evolve multiple Kubfu at your tower if you're willing to play the DLC more than once um, to get additional Kubfu or trade online for additional Kubfu. You can get as many of the one type that you traded for. So, like, I think Lucas chose the multi-strike form and I chose the single strike. If we were able to, like, trade for another Kubfu, we could in turn help each other get the opposite version for completion's sake. So that is a thing. Um, there is an item that you get during the Kubfu quest that seems exclusive to that quest that is not exclusive to that quest. If you find more... Lucas, help me. What's Combi's evolved form? Vespaquen. Vespaquen, thank you. So <laughs> said Ribombi! I know, that's what I was thinking too. If you find um, additional Vespaquen raids, or some Combi raids I think are also possible to get it, you can get additional copies of the item that you use in the Kubfu quest. I've also learned that in addition, in addition to... Uh, making Urshifu Gigantamax with that po with that soup or whatever. You can also take the Gigantamax thing away from him and make him a regular um, Pokemon again. So that was fun. I also did another thing. I have a very fun Black Charizard from Pokemon Let's Go that I got on a Black Friday of all days, and he is <laughs> a Black Charizard. So he is aptly named Friday. I transferred him into Pokemon Sword and made him capable of Gigantamaxing. I also had a Squirtle and a Bulbasaur that were shiny, both from Community Days when I was actually playing Pokemon Go that I had brought into Pokemon Let's Go. I transferred them over to Pokemon Sword, evolved them, and made them capable of Gigantamaxing as well. So I now have a fully evolved set of three shiny Gigantamax starters from the Kanto region that I am pretty excited about. So. Nice. They will be battling Lucas in an epic battle that we will be talking about on Hyper Voice when we get around to putting our teams together because I haven't had time to do it. <laughs> um, and then I'm still playing Doom. I haven't played much since last week because I've been busy totaling my car and getting into a car accident. But I do plan on getting back into that this weekend when things hopefully settle down a little bit. Knock on wood. Cool. Or, you know, the planets unalign and flood all of uh, Utah. Don't you dare. You know? I, I will fly to Florida and throw you in the ocean. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm already five feet below sea level. I will throw you in the ocean anyway. And then I will burn your house down. Eugene, help us. <laughs> I, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm letting this ride. Keep going. I'm good. Uh, okay. No, um, all right, I guess it's my turn, Dan. So, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about the games that I have been playing. And, guys, um, bear with me. Pokemon Go! <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's been another How week of Pokemon Community Go. Day? Or, Pokemon well, Go to another Go Fest. podcast. That's what it was. <laughs> hey, screw you, buddy. Yeah, no, Pokemon <laughs> Go Fest was incredible. I have to say, it's probably one of the funnest times that I've had with a game since, like, you know, even it first came out um, in the last year or two. Like, I, I'm just, I just had a really good time. So, we, let me first tell you what the community day was all about, or I guess the um, 
GoFest was all about if you are uninitiated. So basically, you had to pay $15. You didn't have to pay $15, but you know, you got a bunch of extra now, bonuses you had to if pay you 30. did. I, I, I had to pay 30 because Heather played as well. But um, basically, there was a lot of different things that were going on. So for non-ticket holders, if you didn't pay the $15, there was still stuff going on like Habitat Hour on day one, where each hour there was different um, Pokemon spawning from like a different biome. So like, I think it started off with like fire yeah. and then biome? went to like Did water. Did Minecraft? Sorry. Oh, shh. You said a word, from, Eugene. It went from like fire and then to water to you know like and made the rotation type of thing so that was fun um then if non-ticket holders also got like special items or special pokemon from their 7k eggs different raid bosses special shining pokemon were available and gifts were um we were able to open up to 200 gifts on that day so Dang. if yeah, dude. That's a lot of gifts. Right? So if, if we had friends. If you did not have a ticket, or if you did buy a ticket, this is where it got good, at least for me. So there was a, a special research tasks for ticket holders only. Basically, you know, you I, I can't even remember what it was. It was like catch 200 Pokemon or like use an incense and do this, you know, that type of stuff. And then at the end of the rainbow, there was like some legendary. So like I think on the first step, it was like a Charizard with a chance of, of it being shiny and, you know, all the way up until like, you know, a bunch of legendary Pokemon type of thing. So that was really fun. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but there's the ability to take a, a snapshot of your Pokemon now. And I can never remember the, the paintbrush Pokemon, his name, but that started with uh, Smeargle. Yeah, Smeargle. He would show up in the, your pictures that you would take. Well, that's turned into, like, now Rotom is showing up in pictures that you would take. And that, that only happened if you were a um, incense, or I'm sorry, a ticket holder. Um, on the day two, actually, Team Rocket members would show up in your pictures if you took snapshots, so that was kind of cool, too. Um, there was increased spawns when you used incense if you were a ticket holder. There was specific um, spawns for incense holders, so, like, you had the chance to get, like, an Alolan Marowak, Vaporeon, Le Le Leafeon, Venusaur, like, you know, that type of stuff. Boosted shiny rates, so I, I seriously, guys, I got, like, 20 shinies over the weekend. It was great. Um Dang. Uh, there was three free remote passes, which I'll get to here in a second, because I don't think I've covered the remote passes since they've updated that yet. Um, and hourly global challenges and subsequent bonuses. So basically that meant like if you if everybody got like 10 million great ball throws within the hour, once that was unlocked, then it would be triple XP for the rest of the hour. So like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <sighs> Guys, I, w I had the best time during this event. The Like I said, the first day, I it was uh, basically just every hour it was a different biome or whatever. The second day, they switched it up to like bo uh, raid bosses using Team Rocket. So um, you had to like fight all of the Team Rocket leaders and then Giovanni. And then at the end, you had the chance to get like a shiny shadow mewtwo and um w i forgot what the other pokemon was that was at the end it was like vicinti or something like that the one that Victini. has like the, yeah, that, the, the little yeah that thingy so um yeah man pokemon go it was so fun it was really really awesome and i didn't even have to leave my hotel room because i was in an airbnb this weekend and we just like played the whole time nice. it was great nice. um i so speaking of though i had it was part of the reason what made it so fun 
was the remote raid battling capabilities. So th this has been updated a few months ago, and now there's this ability to use what's called a remote raid pass. And you can actually invite friends from, you know, across the world or whatever. So I actually did a couple of raids with Melanie, one of our friends from, um, oh, cool. yeah, from work type of thing, because she like invited me to a raid while I was playing. Cause also now in Pokemon Go, you can see which of your friends are online. So that's pretty cool too. So I wish oh. that was a permanent feature. That would probably get me back. No, it's permanent. It's permanent. Oh, it is. Yeah. So you can raid with people, but do, you don't have to be like in the same team or anything, right? No, you just have to have, it's just basically a new currency. It's called a remote raid pass. You just have to Lucas. have some of those. We might yep. be getting into Pokemon Go again. We could play Pokemon Go together. We're coming in at the perfect time after all the rare stuff was around. <laughs> right? Um, that's okay. We'll have, we'll have community day next year or whatever. I'd be down. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it was a fun, fun, fun Pokemon weekend for your boy. I had a really good time. And I'm not going to talk about anything else, even though I played some other games, because my timer's about to come up. So um, can, I, can I say something for like three seconds? Because I yeah. totally forgot something. Um, I've also been playing Spore, which came out like 12 years oh, ago. Oh, boy. 12? Yeah. Talked like right? 20. Yeah, so that's a game. Um, that old Lukey P's been up to. I, I, really I always it. wanted it's to play fun. Spore, but I didn't have a PC good enough to play it, so I had to settle for the crappy DS version. It's a fun game. Exactly. There's really not That's much to say I'm about it. Here. It, it came was, out it was two, a travesty. It came out in 2008, so like... <laughs> okay, yeah, so it was 12 years, years ago. It felt I like think 20 it was years 12. ago. Well, last yeah. year feels like 20 years ago. So, if, it came you know. out, if it came out 20 years ago, it would have been coming out at about the same time as, I think, Ocarina of Time, because I was about 8 when that game uh, came out. Yep, Ocarina so. of Time came out in 98. So, yeah, about then. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, let's go into a break before we start talking about more historical video game dates. Be right um, back. We will be back on the other side with the mini game and <laughs> and Lucas singing. Be right back. I love producing stuff, but I'm really lazy. The easiest way to produce something really cool that you get your name on is to head over to Patreon.com/InfendoRadio and give us ten dollars a month. We'll even say your name once a week instead of once a month. Well, hey there, we're back. It's time for a minigame, and lucky for you all, Lucas is the host tonight, so why don't you take it away, Lucas? Yes, like I said before, you won't have to worry about this for very much longer because I will be gone, but tonight I'm going to annoy you all with my loud, verbose audio as I read out these games. Um, we are playing the game that I enjoy doing because I don't have to do much prep work for it and I don't have to have anything set up on my computer to make it run. Um, what's it called? I don't really remember. Bad Game Descriptions, that's what it's called. <laughs> I'm talking like someone who isn't Stalin. Uh, the way this works is I have found three amazing games on the eShop. Um, I am going to read you guys the bad game description, which you will find on the eShop. You will then tell me the full actual retail price of said game on the eShop, and whoever gets closest to the pin wins. We're going to do three rounds. Each of you will have a chance to go first. I will let you guys decide internally who wants to go first, but I will prepare the first game. I can't start with that one. That's going to be way too much for your poor brains to handle. This is still <laughs> going to be way too much for your poor brains to handle. All right. Game number one, gentlemen. Destroy the clothes. 
Save the waifus. Oh boy. Eight beautiful oh maidens God, are under threat of alien attack. Their lives and the fate of the world now rest in your hands. In this simple yet rewarding shoot 'em up, take command of multiple ship types, each balanced for a different playstyle, and blast away clothing that's been deeply infected by a deadly virus. Evade and destroy enemies as they feverishly work against you. Team up in multiplayer or bravely battle alone. Save the girl of your dreams and perhaps even unlock a convenient one finger mode. Wow, that's just the worst thing I've ever what? heard. <laughs> Features! Meet eight female characters presented in high-quality, hand-drawn style. That's how I like my women, high-quality, hand-drawn style. Mm -hmm. Undress your targets to save them from lethal infection. Oh boy. Select different ships focused on speed, power, or add-ons. Yeah, that's what they're focused on. I used to love that game, Lethal Infection. Wasn't that the one we shot at the screen? S strip all the anime waifus and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take down enemies and bosses unique to each stage. Play solo or team up with a friend for cooperative action. And unlock more revealing content as you progress. Gentlemen, how much does this game, which I should mention is currently on sale on the eShop... You don't say! For? I'm gonna um, say $3.49. $3.49, says Steven. Um, well, um, I... Is it cheating if I say that I think I know what this game is? So I probably more than welcome to, to if you think you know the price. You might want to wait till last though, because it looks like you know don't want to hammer poor Justin out here. Give well, Justin, chance. why don't you uh, give uh, it your okay. your guess if you can get um, it? I I think I also know this game. I'm gonna go with twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, right. well if it's the game that you think it is, then I'm way off base because I'm gonna go with six ninety nine. Alright, gentlemen, this game, which I am entirely sure they chose the price because it has the number 69 in it, does retail for $6.99. That was my original guess, but I decided to go down. Isn't it? It's called like honest, Waifu I... something. Waifu Uncovered. Yep. Uh, I'll, yep. I'll be honest, I probably have the right game, but have no idea what the price was. I just remember seeing it in the eShop, so. Well, you can get it on sale for 20% off. That's $5.59 right now if you want to play. Uh, that game that I just read you. I'm not going to go through that again. Next game, gentlemen. Uh, uh, let's say Justin goes first this time, because Steve went first last time. Embark on a great adventure and help, I'm not going to say his name, escape <laughs> from dangerous enemies in challenging environments. This game is a 3D platform style game where the main character ventures through various scenarios, sewer, house, lake, factory, etc., and faces several enemies along the way. Cockroaches, mosquitoes, frogs, spiders, toxic gases, electrical wiles, etc. He carries a backpack equipped with cheese that he uses to throw and defend himself from enemies, besides being able to push objects that help him to pass obstacles and solve puzzles. The final goal will be a surprise. Gentlemen, I've just described every platformer game out there, but how much does this one retail for? My favorite, Your all final my guess favorite, will be a surprise. All of my favorite platform games include cockroaches. That is for sure. I mean, duh. Justin, you're up first. I got no idea. $9.99. All right. I was going to go with $10. You... I was actually going to go with $10, so I'm going to go with... Um, he said $9.99, so I'm actually going to go with $10. Just to be a Okay. Jerk. Steven. <laughs> I'll go $7.99. $7.99. Gentlemen, 
um, two of you were correct in that this game does have a 99 in the in the price. Um, Dongo Adventure retails for 99 cents. Oh wow! Full price. So, well, yeah, it, it is called Dongo. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So yeah, I guess if you're in the mood for a platformer, go check that one out. Um, Steve, congratulations! You also have a point. Mm-hmm. Which means that if Justin gets this next one, it's a three-way tie, and I don't have a way to deal with that. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're never prepared for a tie, even though it happens all the time. Yeah, I just, I don't like preparing Justin, for we things. weren't prepared it's... for this game, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real, most of us weren't even prepared for the show. So. Okay, I'll drink to that. All right, and now for the one I couldn't read first because I just didn't have it in me. Oh, boy. Cohabitation with a naive succubus? Question mark exclamation point. Occasionally. I'm intrigued. Wait. Can Lovelya successfully <laughs> harvest Technoforce? Wait. Set in, Ak- set in Akihabara, this awkwardly funny and slightly naughty new life of one naive succubus begins. The creatures of the demon world, known as succubus, use a male's sexual (laughs) energy, his techno-force, as their nourishment. (coughs) One day, one such succubus, known as Lovelia, appears suddenly before the main (laughs) character to steal the power of his lust, known as his techno-force. Okay, quick interruption from the description, guys. What is a male's sexual power known as? Uh, Um, uh, his... Wienerville? Well, okay, you're not paying attention, clearly. <laughs> um, they've said the word Technoforce about five times, but let's move on. Considered to be one of the greatest beauties in 1,000 years, Lovelya may look, look bewitching, but the truth is that it is her first ever work assignment, and she is very naive when it comes to men. Lovelya tries again and again to steal away his Technoforce. Wait, I know this, Technoforce. Innoc- he's, she's stealing the Technoforce. But her innocence gets in the way of any real progress. Wait, Unless Lovelya succeeds... In harvesting the techno force of the one she has chosen to possess, she's lived as a succubus for a thousand years, and she Are doesn't know how many. Are you reading us the work. game description, or is this just like a a visual novel that you're reading from front to back? So yeah. I had a stroke a little while back, and I'm just saying random words. <laughs> Unless Lovia succeeds in harvesting the techno force of the one she has chosen to possess, she can't return home to the demon world, nor can she possess another man. Oh, Lovia no. finds herself stuck living together with the main character. Staff, illustration, Akasiya, like scenario, Kashima Natsuki, producer He's planner, Yujiro Usuda. Gentlemen, how does how much does this game that was produced and planned by Yujiro Usuda retail for on the Nintendo eShop? Eugene, uh, you're up first. <laughs> um, uh, uh, God, I really don't know. I'm gonna go with five dollars and sixty nine cents. <laughs> had to get that sixty nine. I get it. <laughs> Eugene, wait, Eugene, who's next? As he I did said, have I a had stroke. a stroke. <laughs> Steve. Is next two dollars because I want to buy this game with gold coins to steal the techno force. <laughs> Justin, how much would you be willing to pay for that sweet, sweet techno force? Um, nothing. Uh, free 2200 yen. 2200 yen is that what is that? Two dollars? Isn't that like 22 dollars? It's, it's about 20 bucks. Sweet. Okay, okay. Um, we'll go with 20 bucks. Congratulations, Eugene. You've just won yourself a round of bad game descriptions. 
Trouble Days actually retails for seven dollars and ninety nine cents, and it's basically just like you tell know, me it's days with a Z. Girls, so no, it's days with an S. Damn. But yeah, if you know, reading a visual novel about having a innocent Wait, it's, thousand it's year a old visual succubus, novel. It sure looks like one. Yes, that's what he just read to us. Sure <laughs> looks like one to me. That's a shame. If it was a platformer, I might have bought it. Oh, yeah, God. well, get reading. Congratulations, Eugene, you win they the game. They can't all be Shantae or Shovel Knight. And well, Eugene, both of your picks were the M-rated choices that were oddly sexual in nature. So <laughs> you should feel super proud of yourself. Uh, As I am. Sexual, odd I guess and sexual. Mean, I guess that means that I win the uh, opportunity of reading our three Just, question block questions. Is, is this have, really uh, a win? I mean, honestly, do you feel like you've won? <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm going to feel like a winner as soon as I read Slacker Monkey's question. He says, what's your favorite genre of movie? Um, rapid Fire, Justin, what's yours? Uh, I don't know. I like all sorts of movies, but I tend to like things that are action adventure with lots of lore, so I don't know. We'll go with action-adventure. Okay, good, because he says if Justin chooses Disney, that's a cop-out. Steve, what's your favorite that genre? That is not a genre, by my any stretch of the imagination. My favorite genre actually has to be sci-fi. Star Wars is my all-time favorite series of movies. Love The Matrix, but my all-time favorite movie is actually Nightmare Before Christmas. So, do with that what you will. Okay. Well, yeah. Star Wars is more of a fantasy than a sci-fi, really. <laughs> Lucas, what's your favorite genre? Um, I wasn't really paying attention to the question because I got distracted. So could you ask it to me again? What favorite, is your favorite, favorite genre movie or genre of movie? That's freaking hard, man. And Disney so is many not a genre. Movies. Disney's not question. a genre, and I wouldn't pick it if it was because I don't really like Disney movies that much. Um, I like a good action movie. Comedy is very good, but very hard to pull off. Um, but I think my favorite genres are actually prison escape movies, because, like, my favorite movie is The Shawshank Redemption. And I actually just saw this one um, that I can't remember Ooh, the I name of. I do love heist movies as well. Yeah, I can take or leave heist movies. But prison escape movies are really good. And um, I also really like a good murder, like a classical murder mystery. I saw one, I forget what it was called, just the other day that came out, like, last year. And it was really good. And it was all about, like, this guy got killed in his mansion and the whole family was, like, suspects and stuff. Oh, sure. I think we watched that. Oh, yeah? yeah. Uh, oh, shit. What was it called? It was, like, remember. locked up or locked out or something. I can't remember. But it was good. So, yeah, I like those kind of movies. Nice. Well, I'm going to take mine then. And I, 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 that is a hard question, right? Like, there's just so many different genres of movies. Just like video games, right? Like, you, you can't really just nail it down to one. But um, I guess if I did have to nail it down to one, it'd probably be somewhere along the like suspense mystery genre somewhere along those lines. I like a good movie that where you have to try and guess like who the bad guy is or like who the killer is or you know something like that. So that's what I would choose there. So um, You guys all just right. listed off like all of my favorite genres of movies. So that's why this was such a tough one for me cuz yeah. I just, I just like, like movies. movies. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, I like movies. So all right, well, this one is specifically for Steven. Colt asks, for Steve, because he didn't get a chance to answer last time, who's on your video game, Mount Rushmore? Okay, so I was actually thinking about this when I was listening to the podcast that you guys did this on. Minecraft Steve. 
Okay. Obviously. Pikachu. Given. Donkey Kong. And I guess for spot number four, I would actually have to go Midna. Oh, Midna. That's my representation That's an interesting from the choice. Zelda. But I don't want Imp Midna. I want Twilight Midna because I like her better. Hmm. Okay, fair. All right, well, Colt asks a question for the rest of us four hosts, including Steve. He says, a band of your choice remixes and remakes all soundtracks and songs in one Nintendo IP. What band and what IP? Um, ooh, ooh, I think ooh, I want it to, I want, um, and I guess it's not really a Nintendo IP, but I want System of a Down to remix Bayonetta 1, 2, and come out with a brand new soundtrack for Bayonetta 3. I got this. Rob Zombie, Hyrule Warriors. Okay. I kind of already got my dream album this year because Nate Wants to Battle did an entire Sonic album, but Sonic isn't a Nintendo IP, so... Well, I did Bayonetta, so that... Does Hyrule I, Warriors I count as a Nintendo IP? Yeah, Zelda. Okay, I'm going with Sonic. <laughs> yeah, go with it. Whatevs. And I want, I don't know, any of my favorite YouTubers. You know who would be good? Um, there's this guy I listen to, Falcone, who does, like, um, hard metal remixes of music. Like, he just got through remixing, like, all of JoJo's Part 5. And then he was doing, like, Nier Automata, or whatever the name of that mm -hmm. game is. I'd like to hear some Sonic remixes from him. Sonic music is always good. So, sure. Especially City Escape. So. Justin, do you have an answer? Band and uh, IP? Enya. And Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling nihilistic right now. Um, that would actually well, be interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I've been thinking about this because, like, a lot of my favorite... I don't have, like, a favorite remixer or band. Like, my music taste is so ooh, ooh. all over the place. Here we go. Ooh. Wait for it. Britney Spears, Shantae. Oh, no, God. I changed mine. I changed mine. You know that guy I've been listening to who does the weird stuff, Bill Worst? Uh -huh. I want him to do, like, Legend of Zelda or something. Mm. I want... I want that weirdness aspect from, like, the... Well, I'm, I consider Bill Worst, like, the new Paul Simon. He's just out there, man. Yeah, give me that. <laughs> uh, uh, Mortal I, I Kombat's a Nintendo franchise, so that doesn't work anyway. Um, I don't know. What? I got... I got, I got nothing. Like it's, well, it's just, we it's have just an another question. <laughs> we have a bonus question from one of our patrons that we could ask instead and make you feel nihilistic about that. This one's kind of easy, and I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. Um, so Slacker asked us a second question. He's an executive producer, so he has the right to do whatever he wants, and we can't <laughs> question him. Nope. Um, so he's got, you know, you know the game. I'm, we're gonna call it Kiss Mary Kill, like he did in the Discord, because he's a proper young man. Um, but yeah, you know Kiss Mary Kill, right? You choose mm -hmm. like you know, the three people, and which one do you kind of like? Which one do you really oh, want to marry okay. down with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one do you want to straight up murder? I'm saying Kiss because it's a family show. <laughs> um, so he's got that, um, but with three specific franchises, right? Um, Kiss means one more and then it's gone forever. You get one more game and then it's done forever. Marry means it gets to go on living and making more games. And Kill means you never get another one in the series. 3D Mario games, 3D Zelda games, and just Metroid in general. Um, I'm gonna go first because I'm, I'm ready oh, we for this. We have to pick between those. We can't pick from. That's any what he's. That's what he's got on the list. Right. So for me, 3D Zelda is getting the married because I want I Zelda and I want 
A lot of Zeldas coming out. Keep making them Zelda games. Um, I think Kiss, for me, actually goes to Metroid. I think there's a lot of potential there that hasn't really been tapped yet. And I'm okay with seeing the 3D Mario games kind of go away. We've got a lot of good ones. I think I can die happy with what we've got for 3D Mario. Lucas. You know, we've got 64, we've got Sunshine, we've got the Galaxy games, Mario Odyssey. I'm good. You son of a bitch. You stole my answer. That's because we're best friends. They only have so... There are only so many There's like, like nine, there's like nine po options. possible combinations, I think, or six. Or so. Anyway, but yeah, I agree with Lucas. I want the Zelda franchise to continue. Um, I would like to six see a possible. Metroid game I could actually get into, so one more Metroid game than I'd be able to call it good. And I'm not as into Mario as I used to be. Mario games are good, but can you honestly say that if a new 3D Mario was coming out, you'd be like, this is, I need it, I need it now. It'd be like, yeah, it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. No, yeah. I'm having to think a lot harder about my purchases now. And Mario's just not up there with, uh, you know, games I have to have day one. Sure. Well, I'm going to take next. Uh, mine is similar, but uh, slightly altered. I am, I'm going to kill Mario. I'm sorry. Um, Mario Odyssey didn't do it for me. And I prefer 2D Mario's anyways. So I could live without 3D Mario in my life. Um, I'm actually going to marry Metroid, however, because I figure maybe if I marry Metroid and I show her a good life, we'll and, you, get know, one. I, 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 uh, you know, yeah, I, I take her away from her abusive boyfriend. Maybe we'll actually get some, uh, some Metroid games out here. And then Eugene so wants one more good Hyrule Warriors game, and then we're good. <laughs> No, Eugene wants a sequel to Ocarina of Time, the best one in the series. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I forgot oh, to talk about West. this in my um, in my change the system, but there was a ROM hack that came out uh, for Ocarina of Time that I've been oh, playing yeah, on my yeah, Wii, yeah. on my hacked Wii, and I, it's really fun. But um, I yeah, I would. I can hack are you gonna my tell Wii. us what the ROM hack is, or are you just gonna leave us in suspense? I forgot the, the name link. of it. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I can I suggest one to you guys as well? Um, there's like a Banjo Kazooie one called like the Jiggies of Time or something, where okay. it's like Banjo Kazooie, but in like the Zelda oh, levels. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's nuts. So go check that out. But yeah. Anyway, good choice, Eugene. I approve. Justin. Yes. All right. So this has gone on for so long, I've forgotten. Um, kiss means you get one and one, and it's done. Yep. Mary means it keeps going on, and kill means you don't get any more. Yep. All right. I will take one more 3D Mario, because I do enjoy them, but I'm with Eugene. 2D Mario is more... Mario seems to be more a 2D game. We're going to marry Zelda, because as much as I love the top-down Zeldas, the 3D Zeldas are always great. And I'm killing Metroid because... For a few reasons. Number one, as much as I love most of the Metroid games, I find some of them hard to get into. And I think as the only game with any real, like, linear continuity, I feel like the story's pretty <laughs> much tapped out. I mean, Fusion really did kind of, like, end it, it right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean... Fusion was kind of like the sequel story we didn't really need already, so... Sure. Like, there's only so many times you can go, but wait, there's more Metroids. <laughs> sure. And, like, reboot the franchise if they're going to do it, but if they're not going to reboot it, always, then I'm just okay with them mixing it. They're always cloning... 
they're always cloning Ridley, they should clone Samus and not let us know she's a clone until the end of the game. It can be like a big twist. Like You are the and she's made And she's cloned with the DNA of the Metroid. Yes, queen. Yeah, because, you know, if we're going to rip off the Alien franchise, we may... Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, they already kind of did that with Metroid. Right, that's Metroid, what I'm saying. So, yeah. Like, Metroid 1 was basically Alien. Metroid 2 was basically Aliens. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Directed by Ridley. Um, cool. I think that's all the questions. That's all the questions. That's all the show. Um, we made it to the end. I hope you all some, enjoyed Some of it. us almost, by the skin of our teeth, didn't make it. <laughs> sure, sure. But we did. We are here. Um, but we're going to get out of here for the evening. Um, Justin, since you didn't get to plug your plugs at the beginning of the show, why don't you give us a plug and then we can get out of here? I completely forgot I actually have something worth plugging. So yeah, I finally finished up one of the blogs that I've been working on, so go to utilidork.com and check that out. Um, and uh, if you want to follow my Disney tweets, go to at utilidork on Twitter. If you just want to follow my general Nintendo-related tweets, go to at InfendoJustin. Good deal. All right, well... We're going to get out of here, everybody. So for Lucas, for Steve, for Justin, for me, Eugene, we will see you all next week. If you're out there doing your thing, voting, protesting, first of all, thank you. Second, be safe. Wear a mask. Don't be dumb. Um, we want you guys to do all of those things safely so we can, uh, you know, get back to things proper here in this country. And that's the only way to do it. So, um, All right. See you guys next week. Catch you all later on. For chivalry. Flanorchi. Why? Because we like you. Mina Suit Suit. Infendo Radio records live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join us and watch those live recordings over at twitch.tv slash Infendo Radio. Be grown-ups! <laughs>